You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. The scripture reading today is from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Lest you be wondering if the reason I chose that scripture for this morning is because of that opening line, make a joyful noise, and we had that lovely video of us trying to make a joyful noise, that's not the reason. Psalm 100 is a psalm that I think a lot of us have heard before, at least that opening line of make a joyful noise. But there's much about it that I'm not sure we realize. You see, it's an introductory hymn, a call to worship. The words initiate worship and give us a foundation of our theology of worship. Worship, that's what we're here to do today. And all that we do in this time is worship. It's meant to be a form of thanksgiving to God, an expression of our gratitude. Now, sure, in worship there are moments of lesson and challenge, but the music is expression of praise. And the offering is a way of saying thank you. And the prayer time always has an aspect of worship and thanksgiving. The psalm calls us to praise God, to make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Give thanks. Bless God's name. Why? Because the Lord is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. Now, the theme of God's steadfast love is found throughout the Old Testament, and the Hebrew word for it is hesed. We see it often because Israel endures much, but through all they experience, God's hesed, God's steadfast love, is with them. God's steadfast love is what promises them a land of their own, delivers them from the hand of Pharaoh, guides them and feeds them in the desert. God is with them in all their exiles and all their trials. So the psalmist is calling them to praise and extend thanksgiving. Now, I don't know, but I don't think that the Israelites are all that different from us. They experienced God's love and grace. 
even in struggle, even in desperation. Yet they didn't always notice God's love and grace surrounding them. They grumbled and saw what they lacked without always knowing how God provided. They took for granted the beauty and the blessing that was always around them. Gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life. When my kids were little, we lived in a farming community, as I've shared before. And what I would find is as we would drive in the car, they would shout out uh, what we passed, right? They would say, oh, cows or sheep, or they would make the noises of the cows and the sheep, which I'm not going to do. Um, and they would, we would pass the corn and they'd say, oh, mom, the corn, look how high it is, or the wheat. And they'd comment on how gold the wheat was. Now, these were things that I drove by every day, but for several years, I really paid little attention to them. But once my kids could speak and identify all those things that they saw in the books as we drove by, they noticed everything and ensured that I did too. For so long, I never noticed how beautiful it was where we lived. Because of them, I started noticing even when I was alone, I would notice the tiger lilies on the side of the road and the many buildings on a farm and that how the dairy cows were black and white and when the sheep were sheared. Having grown up in the suburbs and never having lived in the country, for so long I resented how long it took to get anywhere until I started to really notice and appreciate all the beauty that was around me. When I did, I felt great joy. Every once in a while, we can get caught up in joy. It can really fill us, and we can find that joy in our hearts. We see the goodness of God, and we recognize the beauty of God's creation, the gift of a child, the blessing of a grandparent. It feels good. That's it. That's the moment to thank God. Because you're experiencing God's love and grace. And when you feel that joy, express thanksgiving right there and then. I have a video that I want to share with you called The Thanksgiving Chair. And if you're watching online, unfortunately because of copyright, you can't watch it right now. But we are putting up the website so you can see that and come back. And for those of you here in person, um, here is this video.
starts with noticing the goodness in life. Sitting in the Thanksgiving chair, expressing our Thanksgiving, living in a state of gratitude, which is not just for God, it's also for us. It's a gift to God and to ourselves. An article in Psychology Today shared that psychologists find that over time, feeling grateful boosts happiness and fosters both physical and psychological health. Even, those among, even among those who are already struggling with mental health problems, studies show that practicing gratitude curbs the use of words expressing negative emotions and shifts inner attention away from such negative emotions as resentment and envy, minimizing the possibility of ruminating a hallmark of depression. I always come into the month of November a little bit cynical, if I'm honest. It seems like in November, I all of a sudden see that everyone is thankful, and they'll post their gratitude posts every day in November, and I think, wow, are you just really only grateful in November? It seems a little phony to me. In the late fall of 2019, I issued a challenge to my congregation, a challenge for them to express gratitude every day of the year. Now, they could do this by writing in a journal, they could post it on social media, they could share at the table, whatever it was, to express gratitude every day. Find one thing, at least, that you were thankful for. And so um, I thought I should probably practice what I preached and did that myself. And so every day for a year, I would post on Facebook what I was grateful for. Now, as I said, this was a challenge I offered in, the late, in late 2019. So when it came to January and February, it was very easy to find things for which I was grateful. And then March of 2020 happened. And it became harder. And sometimes I would just post, I'm grateful to have to post about gratitude every day. Because sometimes it was hard. But I found myself living each day, looking for something for which to be grateful, while being locked in my house. And it helped me to be positive, to recognize that all I all that I did have, even in the midst of fear and anxiety and trying to figure out what in the world to do next. Gratitude starts with noticing the good in life. I know every time Bellamy starts to cry, you feel a little bit anxious, right? <laughs> but for me, hearing the baby, right, that's a blessing. And you feel thankful because we just baptized her. We promise to love her and support her. And that's an amazing gift to get to, to do that and to show her God's love. And for a year, I didn't get to hold babies. And it's pretty nice to do that again. And so we're grateful. Gratitude starts with noticing the goodness in life. And when it becomes a habit, we are blessed. Now, it might take reorienting our lives to become more focused on gratitude because we are busy people and we are doing, doing, doing. And we don't always take the time to see the good. This is especially important as we start to get into the Advent season and we start to plan for Christmas and we get so focused on making Christmas happen. 
that we forget to stop and breathe and notice the good. Sometimes we're grumpy people, and with good reason. But when we focus on the negative, we don't notice the way that God is working in our lives, and being joyful is just not possible. So looking for the good, noticing the good, and expressing our gratitude helps us to live joyfully. In his book, Thanks, Dr. Robert Emmons writes, People who experience gratitude in dire circumstances consistently report that they are happier than those who do not and are less susceptible to negative emotions and outcomes. It is the presence of thankfulness in trying times that enables us to conclude that gratitude is not simply a form of positive thinking or a technique of happyology, but rather a deep and abiding recognition and acknowledgement that goodness exists under even the worst that life offers. But it takes intentionality. And if you go online, there are all kinds of articles that you can find that will give you list of list and list of how to become grateful every day. But there's a few that I thought really um, are meaningful. And one is to keep a gratitude journal every day. Write down three things for which you're grateful. I did this with my kids a few years ago, which, you know, sometimes it felt like a chore and they would say, oh, do we have to do gratitude? And sometimes they were happy and excited to share. And sometimes they said, I'm just grateful it wasn't a bad day. Or I'm just grateful that for the things I was yesterday. But still, it helped to foster gratitude in their lives and got them to look each day for something for which to be grateful. One of the suggestions that the website offers is to engage in mental subtraction. To ask yourself, what would it be like if this event didn't happen, if this person wasn't in my life? And it reminds you to be grateful, to not take it for granted, but to express gratitude Others suggest to acknowledge how far you've come, to share your gratitude with others and help them to feel grateful and thankful, to use our senses and recognize the smells that make us happy or the sounds of handbells or choir that give us joy, and to just go through the motions of saying thank you and smiling. We are an incredibly blessed people. And living in gratitude helps us to recognize those blessings and helps us to bless others. By living in gratitude, our joy, our thankfulness can be felt by others and inspire them to gratitude as well. I want to close out my sermon this morning with a prayer uh, by Rabbi Naomi Levy. It's a Thanksgiving prayer that really speaks to me and I hope will to you. Let us pray. For the laughter of the children, for my own life breath, for the abundance of food on this table, for the ones who prepared this wonderful feast, for the roof over our heads, for the clothes on our back, for our health and our wealth of blessings, for this opportunity to celebrate with family and friends, for the freedom to pray these words without fear in any language, in any faith, in this great country, whose landscape is as vast and beautiful as her inhabitants. We thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving us all of these. Amen.
and amen. You've been listening to the Sunday Worship Service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.